This evening is that you bless all each and every one of us with the spirit of wisdom. Your word declares that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who gives to all men freely. We pray that you bless us with the spirit of God. So we will show ourselves as wise people under the sun. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this atmosphere. Speak to our hearts. Let your, the entrance of your word bring wisdom to the simple. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. God bless you for coming to church. Good evening, somebody. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the third installment of wisdom is the principal thing? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter number one. Proverbs chapter number one, verse number one. Proverbs chapter one, verse number one through to nine. The Bible says that the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the, prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise, their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instructions, instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be graceful ornament on your head and chains on your neck. Hallelujah. Wisdom will be a graceful ornament upon your head and about your neck. What that scripture means is that wisdom will beautify you. Wisdom will make you beautiful. Wisdom will make you glorious. You know, wisdom will set you apart from the people that are around you. Wisdom will will promote you and set you above your peers. A lot of times, we, we walk thinking we are wise. And then we find ourselves to be foolish because we realize that we are operating in a certain wisdom which is not from God. The Bible says that the wisdom that comes from God is first pure. It is malleable, which means that it can be molded. Amen. You know, anytime we read the Bible... It, the, Bible, the Bible says that the, the Bible in James, it says that the Bible is like a mirror. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you can identify some blemishes and you change, then it makes you somebody who is wise. Amen. So it says that receive with meekness the engrafted word of the Lord. Are you with me? I'm talking about James chapter 1. He says that a graft is like, a, you know, you, you are taking a tree or a branch and you are implanting the branch on another tree. First of all, you've got to make an incision, which means that you've got to cut the old tree. Are you with me? Yeah. 
Then you take the branch of the new tree and then you put it on the old tree and then you bandage it and you leave it. You, you put water nutrients. Now, as nutrients keep going into the stem of the old tree, that will take on the, 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 the stem of the new tree that you have in, superimposed and it becomes one tree. In other words, allow yourself to be chopped. Are you with me? So that when something is on you and you see it in the word that this thing that is on me needs to be t- taken out. Take it out. How many know that it is not pleasant to, to remove something that is part of you? When a glass goes into your, 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 your foot or your hand and they use, uh, what do you call it, maybe a blade to, to remove it, how painful it is. That is how it is when you are taking a graft. When you read the word and the word of God tells you you're a fool. And you are able to accept it. It's like an incision, a cut. But if you allow yourself to be cut and you allow the word of God to be grafted into you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then you are becoming wise. If you don't allow a graft, you will not be wise. No matter how many wise branches are inserted around you. Am I making sense? You need that cut. Look for the scripture from James chapter 1. I think I'm 24 thereabout. You need that cut. For he who observes no, go, go to 21. Let's start from 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word of the Lord. Give me the original King James. The original King James says that the engrafted word. The original King James says that the engrafted word. Can you see it? Then, which means that it's, it's something that is a graft. Do you know what a graft is? Look for a picture of a tree that they've cut to put. It's called grafting. You see that it has to cut. Amen. So when you come to the house of God and the word of God is being preached, don't have a hard neck, a stiff neck, and say that this one, I won't receive it. Uh, Pastor is talking about me because he knows this thing. He's, you know, as he's preaching, he's looking towards me, so it's me. No, no, no. It means you are not allowing yourself to be cut. Uh, how many understand what I'm saying? You are not allowing the graft to take. Amen. So sometimes we reject the word of God, and that is the reason why we walk, we read the word of God, we come to the house of God, we do all the things that is supposed to make us wise, and we end up not being wise because we don't allow the graft to take. But I pray that you and I will allow, receive with meekness the grafted word that is able to save our souls. Amen. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? So we started talking about wisdom, and I gave uh, Exodus as the first point. How many remember Exodus? What? I don't want us to go back to it. 31, is it? Verse 1. That's the first mention of wisdom. And we said that 
Wisdom was first mentioned as part of a building. How many remember that? So, if you want to declare yourself as a wise person, it is really in connection with what you are building. Go to Exodus 31 for me. Amen. It says that, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have, I have anointed Bezal, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her, and of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled them with the Spirit of God. Amen. Somebody say the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. He says that Spirit of God, then he gives the various branches of the Spirit of God that he has given to Bezalel. The first one was what? In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all workmanship. Amen. And we said the first one, what? Wisdom is what? Hakma, which means what? Having a technical know-how. A special understanding of a subject. A doctor has a technical know-how. So when you go and tell the doctor some symptoms, the doctor will tell you, the name of the disease and the medication that you need because he has technical know-how. Amen. If I want a design on, on the arch, I don't know, but I, I, can tell, I can say to Uncle Fred, I need a design because he has the technical know-how. He's able to come up with something that will work there. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you are wise, when Satan boxes you in a corner, God will give you the technical know-how to come out of it. Am uh, I making sense? The reason why they could not, they could not, the Bible said, had they known it, they would not have crucified the, the Lord of glory, the Son of glory. They could not have crucified him. Why? Because if Satan knew that crucifying Jesus will release um, billions of Christians, he wouldn't have done that. But because he lacked the technical know-how. So he thought he had boxed Jesus. But with wisdom, he overcame. Hallelujah. May you overcome with wisdom. The second thing was understanding, which is what? Tebona, which means what? Having the capacity and ability to think. How many know that a lot of us don't think? Give me a wave if you know that. A lot of us, we have a lot of, um, what do you call it? Reactions, but not thinking. How many know that if you have the ability to think, you'll be paid more? Those who think more are paid more than those who don't think more. Amen. How many know that the sportsmen in general, sportsmen, musicians, and all that, what they use is not the, the leg. It's not the running. Really, what they are using is the brain power. Uh, are you with me? Those are the good footballers. The one that is able to, can you close the main doors? Just close the main doors so 
the, the, the ones who uh, are uh, able to think in the corporate world, they are the bosses. I'm not making sense. They, get, they make the high earning. They don't do anything but think. Hallelujah. The president never does anything. His job is not to go and fight or his job is not to go and uh, uh, look at the finances or look at electricity or look at anything. His job is to think and lead. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just having the capacity to think. And how many of us know that God is the one that gives you the ability to think? Amen. So that spirit itself comes from God. Ask yourself, how, how, is the, how are things in the world the way they are? It's like when you look at the atmosphere, you look at the environment, you look, it's like everything is in order. Which brain power brought all these things together? It must be a great God, a thinker. He knows the end of the thing from the beginning. He has thought through everything that will happen. He knows that when this happens, this should happen. When that happens, this should happen. The Bible says that before the foundation of the world was made, God made, prepared a lamb. Because God knew that man will sin. Man will be tempted to sin. And when sin came, the lamb was already in place to atone. Am I making sense? So God is a thinker. And if we are made in his image, then we have to be thinkers. Stop being too emotional about everything. When you are emotional, you don't think. You react. A lot of us, 80 times out of 100, all we do is react. We don't think through our actions. Am I making sense? How many know that a lot of times we don't think through our actions? We just act. Then after we think about what we have done. <laughs> but the spirit of God is the spirit of the ability to think. Hallelujah. And then the third one was what? The heart, which was, a, which means the having a know-how, having knowledge. Amen. We moved on last week. We talked about the Characteristics of wisdom. I said the first thing was that wisdom builds. Amen. If you see anybody who has wisdom, look at the children of wisdom the person has. How they build their lives. How they build their finances. How they build their relationships. How they build things that they build. All those things will show you whether the person is wise or not. So if you can't build relationships, then you have a problem. I don't want to call you a fool, but... Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't build any relationship. You have quarreled with all your friends. You have quarreled with all your family members. You, you always have new best friends. You don't have a best friend from childhood up to today. <laughs> Your best friend is from six months. <laughs> you can't build your finances. You're always in debt. It doesn't matter how much you're earning. You're always in debt. There's a spirit lacking. 
Uh, I am cutting the stem to put a branch in. Please allow me to cut. Hallelujah. So don't look at me funny. You know, you know, those who, those who love their, their, their skin, when you touch their skin, they go, you are bringing an injection. They go, no. Allow me to cut. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you are wise if you haven't built anything. You are not building anything. Ah. So uh, we said last week that it is not you saying you are wise that makes you wise. It is the sense of wisdom that you have. Isn't it? The sense of wisdom. Wisdom builds. Amen. Wisdom builds. A wise man builds his house. Bible says that through wisdom is a house built. Proverbs 24, 3. Through wisdom is a house built. And by understanding is it established. Amen. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Can you see the three things here? The three arms of wisdom. Yeah? Go back to verse 3. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. You don't use pound sterling to build a house. A lot of people are waiting for pound sterling to build. A lot of people don't attempt to build because they, they start the starting point, I don't have money, therefore I cannot build. But the Bible says that through wisdom is a house built and through understanding the house is established and by knowledge you fill the house with pleasant things this church is a very good example of this scripture when we came to look at this building all we had was not even up to 5,000 pounds we didn't have 5,000 pounds in our account that we came believing in this scripture. Through wisdom is a house built. Through understanding is it established. And by knowledge, you fill the house with good things. Hallelujah. By wisdom, we're able to secure this place. We didn't have money. But there was a plan. Hallelujah. By understanding, this place was able to be established. Guess, let me say, let me tell you a story. I have, I have a, we have a friend, another pastor friend, who came here when we were trying to buy this building. At the time, if you had seen this building, I'm sure you wouldn't have wanted to buy it. If they had offered this building to you in the state that it was, you wouldn't want there. There are pictures, Pastor Kieran. Please pull some pictures for us. You wouldn't have wanted to 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 buy it. And the 
friend said that this place is not the work here, he doesn't think it's a good reason to buy the building. But I could see something that he didn't see. Hallelujah. I mean, he was like, how are you going to remove all these boxes? There were about six different carpets on this, this place. Six different carpets, different colors. Every, every portion had a different color carpet. From this side had a carpet. That side had a carpet. Everywhere had different, it was patches. There were about six different colors. <laughs> and the place was cold. Yup. It was freezing. Not long after we negotiated for this place, he also bought a building, my friend. As soon as he bought the building, I mean, he was like, you know, when you buy a building, you have to do this, you have to do that. I said, no. We, we, bought the, we moved into the building and we stayed in it for many years in the cold, in the damp. We didn't do anything to it. By understanding, do you establish by knowledge, you establish it. Say, leave it. Let it breathe. Let our pockets breathe. I, my friend bought his building. The next day, he went in and removed all the lights, removed all the fixtures, removed everything. It's been over eight years. He hasn't been able to move in. So now he's paying mortgage for the church. And he's renting another build place to do his church. But through understanding, you establish what you buy. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You, it's not the buying. It's being able to establish it. Are you getting it? We left everything as it was. And we're inside. You wear big coats and you sit in the church and smile. The messages were very short. Sermons were short because the per person preaching is cold. The person listening is cold. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. Yeah, we're doing baby dedication. You have to be cold. You are cold, so everything is quick, 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 quick. Hallelujah. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Very powerful. And there are different lights. There are different lights. There was different colors. Hallelujah. Another friend also came when we're trying to remove the, uh, the benches and everything, he saw us renovating. He also went and he went to renovate his place. He, a, a building had rented. He wanted to renovate to surpass what we are renovating here. And he, when he did that, he lost the building. Can you see the different colors? 
Every portion had a color. Every portion. But we're in it. Can you see some are red? Some are brown? Some are blue? Different portions with different... With cushions on the pews. I'm trying to teach you how to build. It's wisdom. To be able to see, foresee, having a foresight and having the, 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 the ability to appreciate where you are as against where you need to be. Am I making sense? That is how you build. And the ability to be patient. A lot of people are not patient. Uh, I'm not making sense. A lot of people are not patient. That is why you can't build. I have a friend who who I have a lot of friends. This is my friend. He was in school. He was in university. And then he used his student's loan to buy a piece of land. When he bought the land, he asked his father for a garage. And the father gave him a garage, a lock-up garage. So he'll go and he'll buy hinges. Then he'll put it in a pocket. Then he'll go and put it in the garage. He'll go again and buy nails with, you know, those, the money you use for chocolate and use for biscuits and drinks. Then he'll put it in his pocket and go and put it in the, in the garage. Then he will go and buy. You know, anytime he's walking, he goes to the timber market. People have wood and everything. Then you buy, you know, negotiate. You know, those type of free money, loose money. Then you go and buy and put it in his father's garage. Buying little bits and fishes, little bits and bobs, little bits and bobs. Then door locks and everything. By the time he was finishing university, he had filled the garage with things, with cement bags, with sand, with stones and everything. Then he started to build. He built a seven bedroom house. He didn't use money. What he used was wisdom. Hallelujah. What he used. Sarah, is that you? (laughs) hallelujah am I talking to somebody ask you when you go home pull out your bank statement for the whole year the last five years and look at the amount of monies that have passed through your account I don't care what job you do or you don't do you see that you can build a house. You see that you can buy a house. Because the money that passes, if you have understanding of how to trap the money, instead of allowing the money to walk through your door and go out, enter and exit. Free entry, free exit. Free entry. Money is always free entry, free exit. Free entry, free exit. Free entry, free exit. How much is a is a beggar double cheeseburger? 
Two pounds ninety-nine. Three pounds. Listen, if you can have three pounds a day for seven days, for five years, you can build a house. Yeah. Yeah. What building needs is discipline and a decision. Hallelujah. Today, I want to move the, the, okay, put the pictures off so we can. What happened to that jacket? <laughs> That's my Augusta jacket. <laughs> anyway, it's like a film from Augusta. <laughs> Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> anyway. Building needs discipline and decision. Amen. Whatever you want to build, you must decide, I'm building. And once you decide you are building, you need to have discipline. On Saturday, I was saying that uh, Jesus was saying in Matthew 7, which one of you intending to build a house does not first sit down and count the cost. You sit down, you think about it. You take a decision. Think about it. Be prepared to sacrifice. That's all. A decision, a willingness, and discipline. Hallelujah. Today I want us to move the conversation a little forward. And talk about the first mention, the first man, first mention of wisdom, the first man. We've talked about Bezalel. That's the first principle of wisdom, isn't it? Now let's look at the first man, the first man that acted in wisdom. Are you okay with me? All right. Ecclesiastes. Mm. The way people are, you, you, you don't like this. <laughs> okay. I am wondering why people are still not very happy with me. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for the scripture. Yeah, I've got it. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 12 to 17. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all the things, all that is done under heaven. This was a burdensome task God has given to the sons of men by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. What is crooked cannot be 
made straight. And what is lacking cannot be numbered. I communed with my heart, saying, look, I have attained greatness. I have gained more wisdom than all who were before me. In Jerusalem, by heart, in Jerusalem, my heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. I have set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is grasping for the wind. Amen. Solomon. Somebody say Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> Solomon was a man that was the first mention for wisdom. Hallelujah. He was the first mention of wisdom. I want to give you a few principles that Solomon operated by. I call it the steps to wisdom. Solomon's steps to wisdom. Are you ready? Number one. The first thing was, we can find it in Proverbs 4. Verse 1, and then we'll read 3 to 7. Proverbs chapter number 4, from verse 1. It says that, Hear ye, children, the instructions of a father, and attend to no understanding. Hallelujah. Verse 3. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Quickly. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget to not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. The first step to wisdom is listening to the instructions of your father. How many can see failure at this step? The trouble we have for most of us, is we want to experience our own troubles rather than learning from the troubles that others have had. So we're always trying to reinvent the wheel. How many know that if you are to learn from the successes and the mistakes of your father, you stand you start from a higher point than your father did. So Solomon says that when I was young and tender in his eyes, you know Solomon started to rule, some biblical writers say that he started ruling at 15, some say 20. But even if we take 20, he was a young man. 
you will know that the reason why Solomon was wise was because he had a father who instructed him. And he was a type of son who listened to instructions. He had elder brothers who didn't listen. Elder brothers who thought they were wiser than their father. Remember Absalom? He thought he was smarter than his dad. And he ended up dying before his time. Adonijah thought he was smart. So he tried to be to, to overrule the father. And he ended him up. Then the other guy who went to rape somebody. He also died before his time. You see, Solomon was not in line to be king. All these guys were ahead of him. But one thing that made him stand out was the ability to listen to instructions. One of the modern day disease we have is the lack of respect. It's lack of listening to the instructions of a father. Even if your father is a failure, he has earned the right to teach you how he failed so you don't fail. Uh, am, I, am I cutting some things? Am I cutting some things? You see, even as a spiritual father, I have noticed this. My spiritual children who always ask questions, they do better than those who don't ask questions. Those who think they know, I also leave them. Those who are always, every two seconds, question, 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 they do better. Yeah. Some, some of them, it's like, ah, you are your own man. Why are you calling me every five seconds? I'm not talking about the pastors who are in this church. I'm talking about those who are not, they, they have their own churches. The ones who call me every day, they, do, they are doing better than the ones who don't. Because Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. By good counsel, wage war. Uh, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Learn how to ask questions and learn. Because, see, there is nothing new under the sun. The thing that has been is the thing that will be. Is there anything that you say that, see, this is a new thing? No, there is nothing new under the sun. It has been before. Well, goes in cycles. So why do you want to learn something that has already been learned? Use what has been learned. Already. So his first step towards wisdom is not necessarily because he asked God to give him wisdom, but he decided to ask and listen to his father's instructions. Verse 1 says, Hear my children the instructions of what? A father and give attention to no understanding, which means that when he talks, Listen and try and understand where it's coming from. 
Give attention. Pay attention to what your father says. When I was a child, my father's son tender, the only one in the sight of my mother. He also taught me. And he said, let your heart retain my words. David did not say, let your heart retain God's word. Do you understand what I'm saying? God's word is there, but you retain my word. What I tell you, because how many know that David had been through it? When it has to do with women, he had been through it. When he, had, he, he talked to about king, kingdom, he had war, whatever, he had been through it. So, he, do you know that as a father, when you have a son who doesn't listen, after a while you stop talking? The, the, fa- the son who always listens is the one who always hears the father talking. So even on his deathbed, he says, let Joab not go down with his gray hair. Kill Joab. Adonijah, kill him. This one, get rid of him. This one. But this one's feed him. This one, look after them. This one, do this. This one, do that. And he said to his son, I have reserved um, materials for the house of God. Make sure you have built it. That was his last statement. Still talking. Which means that Solomon as a son was a listening child. The reason why Solomon did better than his father was because he had a father talking to him. And he listened. I pray that you have that humble heart to listen to your father. Even if you think your father has failed, listen to him. You would avoid a lot of mistakes. How many understand what I'm saying? Maybe your father didn't do well in his marriage. His marriage didn't work. But at least he can tell you how not to. He may not be able to tell you how to, but he may be able to tell you how not to. (laughs) Don't say my father's a drunkard. No, talk to him. He will tell you, friends, avoid them. How many know that even the most most foolish man, when he's advising their, their, their son or their daughter, it's wisdom that comes out. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? So become somebody who is humble enough to allow the voice of your father to instruct you. Amen. Number two. Solomon remembered his creator when he was young. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he said, Remember now your creator in the days of your youth, before difficult days come. The years draw now when your heart, when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are not darkened. Hallelujah. Remember, remember your creator. 
remember your creator. Have you not realized that the ones who fear God at a younger age do better? Because you avoid a lot of mistakes. The fear of God restrains you and compels you. Takes you away from a lot of wrong turns. Hallelujah. Remember your creator. It is wise to fear God when you are young. It is wise. Don't wait. Don't wait till you are old. You would have made a lot of mistakes. You see, when you make a lot of mistakes, you become numb. You become numb and the, 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 the um, zest to take even important and wise decisions leaves you. Because it's like wasted years. Wasted years, wasted years. Oh, how foolish. Become a young person that has reverence for God. You fear God so you don't do something. It says that uh, it used to be somebody's favorite uh, scripture. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I think it's Isaiah chapter 9. Is it? Look for that scripture. It used to be somebody's favorite scripture when they were young. Now they, they, they have become old. So they don't. That, that was the only one. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. <laughs> I haven't mentioned anybody's name, please. <laughs> Proverbs 3 7. Fear the Lord and depart. <laughs> I don't want problems. You let's leave it there. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Number three. The third thing is that Solomon actively sought wisdom. He actively sought wisdom. He said, I, the preacher, was king. That's Ecclesiastes 1, 12. And I set my heart to seek, verse 13, to seek out by wisdom concerning all the things that are done. I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all the things. Actively seek wisdom. Hallelujah. He said in Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get what? Understanding. In uh, Proverbs 3, 13, he says, The happy is the man that findeth wisdom. The man that gets understanding. You cannot find something you are not looking for. Wisdom doesn't accidentally hit your face. You have to go out there looking for wisdom. Amen. 
You have to learn how to read. One of the things that I like reading is autobiographies or biographies. In fact, I like biographies more than autobiographies. The reason is that what people say about you is a biography. What you say about yourself is autobiography. And anybody who's writing autobiographies is writing about the nice things about them. But anybody who's writing a biography writes the objective. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if you are listening to um, Solomon writing his autobiography at the beginning of Ecclesiastes and the beginning of Proverbs, all he's writing is how he became wise. But as we are, watch, we are looking at his biography, Bible says when he was old, the women turned his heart away from God. <laughs> you get that? Solomon never wrote that about himself. But we were told that in Chronicles. Because he didn't write Chronicles. Uh, are you getting it? So when you read biographies, you see how people did what they did and what their pitfalls are. When you, when you are looking at the Bible and you study character study, you see a lot of things. Like if you do a character study of Solomon, you see that what Solomon, the mistake Solomon made was he asked God for wisdom specifically to govern. He did not ask wisdom for himself, for his marriage, for his life. He said that, give me wisdom. How to, in Second Chronicles, say, give me wisdom. How, how to navigate and rule the people. So God gave him wisdom to navigate and rule the people. He was very good at that. In his day, there was never a war. There was always peace. As soon as he left, the war started. But he didn't have wisdom where the women were concerned. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs 8, 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things one may desire cannot be compared to her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. Number four, pray for wisdom. In 2 Chronicles 1, 7 to 12, the Bible says, On that night, God appeared to Solomon and, asked it, and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father, and you have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord, let your promise to my father, David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because you, this is in your heart and you did not ask for riches or wealth or honor or life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life but you have asked God, you ask wisdom and knowledge for yours. You, 
but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I'll give you riches, wealth, and honor such as no one, no, no, none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Hallelujah. He was somebody that actively prayed for wisdom. In uh, James chapter 1, verse 5, he says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men. Number five, I want to finish this quickly. Number five, if you want to walk in wisdom, have a mentor. Have a mentor. Do you know who a mentor is? Yeah. Every successful person had a mentor in the Bible. The greatest prophet, Samuel, had a mentor, Eli. Isn't that true? Joshua, who was able to take Israel to the promised land, had a mentor in Moses. So the failures of Moses became a study project for Joshua. Am I making sense? When you have a mentor, you go higher and quicker. Amen. David became successful because he had a mentor in Saul. So Saul was not quite as successful as David. Amen. And Solomon became more successful because he had a mentor in David. Amen. Unfortunately, Rehoboam, who was his son, did not become successful because he thought he knew better than his father. He said, my finger, my little finger is bigger than my father's waist. <laughs> Which means I am my own man. And I know better than all that came before me. So he became a failure. The disciples did so well because they had a mentor in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know what area you seek to walk in wisdom, but you need to have a mentor. Amen. You need a mentor. Somebody who can teach you. Who can usher you into that place. Don't be a hero. Don't be a Rehoboam. A Jeroboam. Amen. Don't be a Jeroboam. Don't try and think that you are better than everybody else. Amen. Number six, the fear of the Lord. Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Hallelujah. Solomon feared the Lord. Amen. So have you got his principles? Number one is what? See, Father's Day should be more celebrated than anything. Yeah. It should be more celebrated than anything. 
And you see, when you honor your father, the Bible says, honor your father, this is the first principle, that your days will be what? Prolonged, and you will have it to be well with you. What the Bible is saying is that when you have a father who talks into your life, things go well for you. Because you avoid a lot of mistakes. Amen. Because I heard a, a, an old Nigerian proverb that the old man that is sitting under the Yoroko tree sees far more than the child who is at the top of the tree looking. When you bring it into the Bible, it says that there's nothing new under the sun. What will be has already been. So from the way things are, the old man can tell you how things will end up. Amen. Number two is what? He remembered his creator. Amen. Number three. Actively seek for wisdom. You can seek for wisdom by reading. Reading the Bible, reading books. Wisdom is in books. The sad thing is that a lot of us don't read. So we don't know. I was talking to uh, the young man that came with uh, his father on Sunday. And I said to him that don't attempt to look for a girlfriend. Read before you jump, before you go for it. And the father said that listen to what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. Because by the time you already chosen a girlfriend and all that, it's too late to read before you jump. Because it doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> you can't change a lot of things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Read. Read. Whatever you are going into, read ahead. <laughs> Don't jump before you read. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number number four. Pray for wisdom. Number five. Have a mentor. I think that one is very important. Have a mentor. Have a mentor. Whatever you in business, have a mentor. In Christianity, have a mentor. Bible says in Titus that let the older women teach the younger women how they ought to behave. Amen. Men of valor, have a mentee. Have somebody you are mentoring. A mentor is not just somebody who has achieved something. No, no, no. A mentor is somebody who speaks into somebody, a life of a young man, a younger person. Give them tutelage. Talk to them. Be interested in their lives and give them, become like a coach. The older women teach the younger women how they ought to carry themselves. Don't get too engrossed in your life. Become a mentor. And also you have a mentor. Am I talking to somebody? And number six, have the fear of the Lord. Stand to your feet.